0: So beautiful to to be here Um, once again in the Dharma Hall, Uh, so many familiar faces and uh, some faces that uh, are either new to me or, you know, have just been on screens uh, that I haven't seen till now. Uh, So, yeah, really lovely to to be with all of you and to, to feel the sense of the community gathering yeah, and collecting from, you know, different parts of the world. I love this um, aspect of the Dharma Hall that I come in and I don't know who's going to be here and then people pop in and I just see names or faces um, and there's a sense of, hey you, nice to see you, So lovely to see all of you um, gathering here, collecting here. And so um, I'd like to begin with kind of uh, the way I like to begin every practice, uh, whether it's together as a community or whether it's just the way, just practicing on my own, um, of just feeling into um, into intention. Yeah? Just feeling into what's my intention for being here. And I'm not even going to say, I'm tempted to say this evening, but then for some of you it's afternoon and for others it might be morning and... Who knows, might be even the middle of the night for someone. So, you know, whatever this moment is. Yeah. What's my intention for being here? What is it that I'd like to connect to, to strengthen, to nourish? I'm just getting a sense for it for that. And if you wish, there it is, it's coming already in the chat. Really welcome to give it some language, to give it some words, and put it into the chat. So we already had support for my path. And there's no pressure to do this, but it can be quite fruitful, true refuge. And a real offering, slowing down in presence. A real offering that we offer to each other. Grounding and reconnecting to myself. Gratitude for a positive outcome, compassion, clarity and courage. Connecting to myself and others on the path. So as we either read this or you hear me reading it out loud to be more relaxed in my body, now, yeah, we can feel the resonance of these intentions, cultivating gentleness and compassion. And we can feel the resonance, can feel uh, this support of our intentions coming together. To develop steadiness and ease. Uh, different words, maybe different sentiments, maybe. But something really shared There. To meet myself with kindness. Uh, something really shared that um, connects us, weaves us together, and supports us all. So we can have a sense to be less solitary. Yeah, beautiful. We can have a sense of these intentions. Yeah, maybe still something inside us with words, without words that we haven't put into words yet. Maybe the things that we've heard or read from others. Just feeling those intentions there in the space um, as we settle into practice together. And so we'll have some time for practice and uh, that'll be followed with some Dharma reflections. So feeling into our intention Feeling into the intentions that have been shared. And settling into the body. Settling into our posture. making any adjustments that you may need to make, so that the body is as comfortable, as stable, as supported in the posture, through the posture, as aligned as possible. And bringing the awareness to the areas of contact between the body and the seat, the body and the ground, letting the awareness be grounded and rooted there. feeling the body resting into that contact and into that support of the seat, of the ground, of the earth. feeling how the support rises up from that contact. Contact with the seed, contact with the ground. and The support expands and rises up through the body. Up the body. The support rising up the spine and the back. uplifting and opening the body. As the support flows up, we can feel ourselves opening and growing upwards. this uprightness in the alignment of the posture of the body and that being balanced with openness and with a degree of ease. As we feel that support flowing up the body, awareness too expands through the body, up the body, and through the body. Getting a sense of the whole body sitting here. Awareness spread through the body. filling up the body wide and expanded and open space of awareness in the body whole body Then this whole body space of awareness. If you wish, you can include the flow and the movement of the breathing. Breath moving through the space of awareness in the body. Received and known. Space of awareness in the body as it arises and passes through and then appears again. So here's the stability and support of the body, the fluidity of the breathing meeting this with kindness awareness colored flavored with kindness Feeling for yourself if it's more helpful to simplify and be either with the body or the breath. It's actually helpful to be with both in this way. Awareness wide and open in the body. Breath moving through, flowing through the space of awareness in the body. As we practice remembering kindness and interest in our experience. As we bring awareness again and again to the breath, wide body field. Seeing if we can open to or tune into any well-being, appreciation gratitude or joy that arise with the practice. This might be a pleasantness or okayness of the breathing or sensation in the body. It be a sense of appreciation and enjoyment of practice itself, of the possibility to practice. And it can be the well-being that arises. You're so often overlooked, but just that well-being that arises when we show up when we're present, in the presence, even if it's only for a moment, the well-being of cultivating the wholesome, the well-being of presence, the well-being of intimacy, with a breath, a body, whatever the anchor and the object is, for my practice. For this time, this is what we're doing resting into breath, body, particularly opening, inclining, tuning any frequency of well being, of joy, of pleasantness, gratitude that arises, and then staying with that. If you notice at any point that the mind has moved from the breath, the body, maybe distraction, or just a sense of moving away from, taking a moment to tune in to the well being of now being present, tuning into this appreciation. Right now, present, right now, here. Seeing if we can enjoy and appreciate coming back to the object of our practice, to the body, to the breathing. It can be really helpful to do this slowly, kindly with interest and curiosity resting back into the wide body awareness opening to the flow of the breathing through the space of the body tuning in to whatever well-being appreciation gratitude joy is present right now, just the flow and movement of this breath, a pleasant tone somewhere in the body. Any gratitude, appreciation for the possibility to practice. And any well-being as we attend and attune and meet the breath, the body, moment to moment. Noticing right now in this moment, is there any striving or over-efforting building up? Am I trying too hard? might feel it in contraction or tensing or leaning forward on my seat. Can I relax and rest back into the body and with the breath. Tuning into the well being in the practice. Inviting awareness to rest with the breath, with the body, with the object of the meditation that I'm using, to rest with it. loosening our grip on the meditation object on the practice itself and allowing awareness to open like the palm of the hand opening to receive not gripping too tightly Not being too loose, open, receptive, resting with the object, tuning in to the joy or their well being, even for a moment. in the practice. When the bell rings in a moment, seeing if we can rest into the listening and the receiving of the sound. Taking our time with opening the eyes, moving the body, resting and relaxing into awareness as we do that. we tune in to the goodness of showing up, of being present whenever it's possible. So thank you for your practice. I just want to say a few words about Dana before uh, kind of going into the uh, dharma reflection for this evening. As many of you know, these sessions are offered in the spirit of Dana. Can you hear those honks? You can, okay. So I'm gonna tell you what they are. They're making me smile. Uh, even though they're a little bit sad and happy together. So uh, I'm in Israel and um, we're in lockdown. And a few days ago, the government here, uh, there's been a lot of protests against the corruption of the prime minister and other issues with the government for the last months and a few days ago the government managed to do what it's been trying to do for a while and to use the COVID and the lockdown as an excuse to um, make protests illegal if you're more than a kilometer away from your house and so Saturday evening which is what it is yeah Saturday six thirty or 7 o'clock is protest o'clock this is when the protests happen and so people are actually going out and that, that honking is that, it's, it's someone uh, you know, in their car driving or um, you know, sitting and, and honking to let people know that they're protesting. Um, and so it's, it's sad and it's also very beautiful and uplifting at the same time. And a real act of, of dana and of generosity. Yeah, when we act, and it seems like, yeah, you can see they're driving back and forth on the street, I guess, um, within the guidelines of what's legal. There's a lot of people who are also defying that law as we're sitting here. Um, and that's an act of dana. yeah, doing something to support what you deeply believe in and, and feel is uh, of value and of importance. Like democracy, for example, in this case, um, and so, yeah. If if uh, if it keeps going, it may it may have stopped now. I don't know, but maybe when you hear it, you might smile like I am um, to know that that someone that many people are actually out there right now on the streets um, taking part. And so this kind of movement of uh, coming together to support what we value um, or acting. Also, sometimes in this case, the need to act much more alone for what, we, uh, what is precious for us. That's, that's dhana. Um, participation, support, and understanding of our interconnectedness. All of these are aspects of dhana. You know, that we don't live separate from each other. And that if something is um, important to me, then uh, it's a value to others. And that um, also that we have power yeah, to support what we value. Yeah. That we have power, that we have the possibility to support and to nourish what we value in, in the world, in ourselves, in those that are close to us. So kind of that's the, kind of the atmosphere that I'm sitting in right now with those honks reminding me. Um, But for us, with the practice, this is the way we've, um, the teachings have come to us over generations, Yeah, because people felt it was important enough to do something about. It was important enough so that they practiced, so that they came to listen to the teachings, so that they supported um, the teachings to carry on. Through acts of generosity, and so um, there's the possibility to support Gaia House to continue to offer yeah, the online Dharma Hall, um, and there's the possibility to support me to um, continue to teach, yeah, to support the teaching in this way, and so the um, the way to do that is um, on the page where the link to the Dharma Hall was, is um, also the possibility to offer um, dana to Gaia House and you can also offer dana to me through Gaia House. Um, and you can also offer dana directly to me if you wish. It saves Gaia House some um, I'm disappearing because I'm going to copy the link. It saves Gaia House uh, some work if you send it directly to me and so I'm just going to put the link in and uh, as always with Dana what's possible what you wish to offer and what's possible for you to offer really important to remember that and to remember that uh, Dana is a is a movement of mutual mutual support and so if your circumstances are such that you can offer less, then others are there that can offer more. And between us, the, the Dharma is supported. So the link is in the chat. Um, and uh, let's, let's flow on to the, to the talk. So I'd like to uh, speak today about joy and about rest. Joy and rest. Um, particularly as supports for a quality called virya, V-I-R-I-Y-A, which I've been speaking about quite a lot in, in the recent Dharma halls, but, you know, if you weren't there, there's no problem, this is a standalone talk. And so virya um, is translated from the Pali as energy, um, persistence, vigor, effort, zeal, enthusiasm many different words yeah they all touch on different aspects of this um of this really important quality that we can cultivate and in our own experience we can just put it very simply yeah what's virya it's the factor that allows us to keep going (laughs) yeah whatever we're doing on the cushion off the cushion it's what allows us to keep going yeah to keep um just to keep offering ourselves to keep showing up yeah, to the practice, to the breath, to the body, to the metta, whatever it is that we're practicing, or to our lives, yeah. to the exercise that we do, <laughs> to the interactions that we have. Yeah. And it allows us not just to do that, but to actually to attend to our experience with aliveness yeah, and with presence. Yeah. So it's not just going through the motions yeah. on autopilot. It's about really doing this um, with vitality and presence. And so the the talk today uh, refers and kind of relates to a, a text by um, a 9th century Indian teacher called Shantideva. Uh, the text is... Um, the way of the, bod- the Bodhisattva. I'm not going to go into it much, but I just want to refer to that because these supports that I'm going to speak about, um, they come from, from this text, they come from Shantideva. And he speaks of them, those four of them, I'm, I'm going to speak about two, but I'm just going to kind of touch, to, to, to mention the others. Um, so this is from the text. He says, "The supports for Virya, when working for the sake of living beings." So for him, you know, <laughs> the supports for Virya, yeah, in 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 the service of all, yeah, in the service of all, are aspiration, steadfastness, joy, and rest. These are the four: aspiration, steadfastness, joy, and rest. And aspiration, yeah, I'm just going to touch on the the two that I won't go into deeply today. Aspiration is really about seeing the good in what we're doing, yeah? Seeing the beauty, seeing the nobility, yeah? And opening to that. That there's something beautiful and precious in practicing, in being interested in what it is to be a human being, in being interested to deepen. That willingness to meet our experience and to attend to it well and to grow through that, that's beautiful. And that supports us to open um, to the second support, which is steadfastness and sometimes referred to as confidence. Yeah. Which is that opposite of giving up, that continuity that um, showing up again and again, keeping going through the ups and downs of our experience, yeah when things are going well when things are difficult, we yeah. Yeah. kind of accept that that naturally arises and we stay steady, we continue and that really um, nourishes the capacity in us to take things less personally. <laughs> yeah. As if I can kind of just say, okay, I'm, I'm rolling with the ups and downs. It's less about me. Yeah. It's less about my worth. And we can see how closely related it is to a sense of, of confidence in ourselves and our capacities. And so really reminding ourselves, yeah, this can be a real support for steadfastness. I can do this, it's possible. Others have done this, I have done this, I've sat through this. I can do this. And this shifts the centre of gravity It's really key, shifting the centre of gravity from just the seeing everything in relation to the self to a wider perspective. And it helps us to let go of our struggle with experience, mm-hmm. where we typically struggle with experience. Try to get it to be <laughs> level. Yeah. To ignore, to kind of even out the ups and downs. And the less struggle there is, the more capacity uh, for wonder there is. Yeah. And for joy, there is. Yeah, it frees that up, yeah, frees that up. The energy gets freed up. And so I'm going to stay longer with this one, mm-hmm. with joy as a support. And there's a beautiful um, couple of lines in this text from Shantideva, the um, beginning of the chapter, uh, that the the list of aspirations comes in. And he actually asks himself, what is Virya? Yeah. And then he re- he replies, yeah. Then he answers, it is finding joy in what is wholesome. Yeah, and I love that. What's virya? It is finding joy in what is wholesome. Yeah, that's where enthusiasm comes from. Yeah, and energy where we can see, the, when we can feel and connect to the joy. And as I was saying in the meditation, okay, any well-being, any joy, gratitude, appreciation, all of these contentment, very linked, yeah, very linked um, aspects of the human experience, any of these open up these, this door. Yeah, finding joy in what is wholesome. So often just the simplicity like we were doing in the practice now, that simplicity in just feeling, ah, there's goodness here. In this willingness to practice, just that like very subtle, but really there, in those moments of presence when we bring our attention, when we bring awareness to the breath of the body. There's a, a tangible goodness there. There's something we can feel, you know. It's it sometimes can be very fleeting, yeah, disappear very quickly, but it's there, yeah. and it's really important because um, it shows us that what matters more is not you know whether the object is pleasant or not, but how we're relating to it. Yeah. So if the mind is restless yeah. and I can't seem to stay with the breath, mm-hmm. what happens when I bring in just the joy of knowing, okay, the mind is all over the place, but I'm actually cultivating something really worthwhile. Yeah. And staying steady with this really restless mind. So it goes there and I go there. Yeah? And it goes there and I go there. And I just keep cultivating that. Okay, I feel like a, just a subtle, beautiful sense of joy. Or of appreciation for that, can we feel the joy in our aspiration? Yeah. And this aspiration to to grow, to deepen, to understand, to live with wisdom and compassion. You know, we feel that. So joy is is really significant um, in many levels and. Um, one of the most important ones is that it eases contraction and tension. It yeah, eases contraction and tension, eases that struggle that I was mentioning before against how our experience is unfolding. And actually those struggles and that contraction, that's where our energy is tied up. <laughs> so when that eases, suddenly there's more energy, there's more fury, yeah. and We can maybe start to feel, uh, to get a taste for this connection. When we look at something like virya, yeah, we can start to see that when we're applying ourselves to something, yeah, we're trying to stay steady with experience, we're stry- trying to stay present with something, yeah. habitually, intuitively, what happens to us is we tend to tense up, you know, we tend to get real tunnel vision. Yeah around what we're doing. Um, And that becomes really limiting, yeah? We become limited. And this again creates contraction, yeah? yeah? And more tension and ill-being, dukkha, (laughs) yeah? And what's happening? We're just kind of trying to do something, yeah? We're trying to apply ourselves to something. And so all of that happens, more ill-being and actually less virya, yeah? That sense of struggle. And it's the shadow side of, um, you know, beautiful qualities like devotion or determination. You know, we're really trying to apply ourselves. And so we're interested in finding the balance. And the first thing is to know, you know, this is an art. That's part of practice is finding this balance of how to bring energy, of how to apply ourselves. And it's true in our practice and it's true in other areas of our lives. So trying to, remembering there's balance, remembering part of what we're doing is we're we're wanting to be sensitive to when we're off balance. We're wanting to notice that as soon as we can. When there's too much striving or when there's too little presence. We want to find that balance. And so I want to give an example of this which I was remembering when I was making notes for this talk, um, it's right back to my first retreat in the insight tradition, yeah, 20, almost 21 years ago. Um, and this was in Bodhgaya, uh, a place where the Buddha apparently awoke. You know. um, and so we were there in you know, this meditation hall in, the, in the, one of the Thai monasteries in Bodhgaya, and uh 130 people at least i think um really crammed. <laughs> christopher tippinson was one of the teachers he used to always say you know we're sitting knee to knee and literally it was true your knees were touching the knees of the person next to you know yeah, very very crammed. anyway there i am my first retreat in this tradition um and uh and on the wall on my right up above me is a clock. Yeah. On the wall, up above me, I just need to turn and look at it, is a clock. And I was really getting into these battles of whether to check the time or not. I'm <laughs> sitting there, you know, and kind of eyes closed, wanting to be with the breath. And I know the clock is just up there, and it's so tempting to look, you know, and have myself look, oh gosh, you know. Only 15 minutes gone, you know. I'm really getting into this battle. And after some time, an insight came, Yeah, an insight came about this dynamic. Yeah. And what I understood was that what was happening through the habits yeah, of applying myself to something was that the practice became about getting to the end of the sitting. <laughs> Yeah. And and I, I I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that 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 experienced this. Yeah. And you know, it's not only 21 years ago that I experienced this. <laughs> Much more recently than that. I don't think this morning, but not that far back. Yeah. Either. So, you know, sometimes we really get caught up in this, yeah, in the sense of uh, what the practice becomes because we're applying ourselves, we're trying really hard to do something. And so it becomes about getting to the end of this, yeah, getting to the end of this. And, and what's going to happen at the end of this? You know, the bell's going to ring and there's going to be some walking practice, you know. What's, what's the big deal? <laughs> there isn't like something really fantastic waiting there. So I realised that, yeah, I realised that, and um, and that was a real insight. It was okay. So now, instead of just having a struggle, am I going to open the, my eyes and look at the clock or not? Yeah, what can I do to kind of bring myself back to what the practice really is about? Yeah. So, you know, all the supports that um, Shanti is talking about, they do that. Yeah. Connecting to the aspiration, the intention. Why am I actually doing this? Yeah. Just to pass forty-five minutes of my life? <laughs> you yeah. kind of what? What is? What's really? Um, yeah. What? Why am I doing this? And can I see the beauty in in that? In what I'm doing? A real support. Can I um, just remember? Yeah, that capacity to stay steady and just to come back. And every time I come back and I'm actually there, there's a sense of ease, even if it's just for a moment, you yeah, with the steadiness, with the steadfastness. And then the joy, the joy is really important here, that's why I gave this example. Because the loss of joy is an indication <laughs> that we're out of balance in our effort, yeah. It doesn't mean that we need to go through practice and that we go through practice kind of in a total state of bliss or high, yeah, or well-being every single moment. But if we get to this tunnel vision, yeah, over, that's a sense there's over-efforting here, yeah, something's not right, yeah, and we're putting uh, too much pressure on ourselves and we're also forgetting why we're doing this, yeah. So loss of joy is an indication that something's off balance. It can also be the other way. Loss of joy can also be that we're kind of, you know, so, so kind of relaxed that we're uninterested, yeah? It can also be in the other direction, yeah? But joy has a lot to do with vitality. That's part of why it's such an important support. So remembering when we practice how important it is and in our lives to um, take care of our hearts, yeah? to take care of our hearts, to take care of this whole system, yeah? and to stay tuned in to what nourishes us. Yeah? And the nourishment is there in the practice. I just need to relax and open and see it. So all of these supports they really open up something, yeah. They're really all things that open up a perspective and range and space, yeah. Both in our practice and in our experience. Um, so, you know, I've been kind of keep coming back to aspiration. That really opens up the the sense of our potential, yeah. And also the, the feeling of, of kind of of our heart. And and the beauty of it, the steadfastness opens us up to the perspective of process, yeah, and to qualities like patience and equanimity. Yeah, it's a process. Yeah. It's not. Um, it's not a measure of who I am right now, but it's a process. It opens us up. This is a process. Joy opens us up to the range of experiences that we can have that right now, even in what may feel yeah, like the worst meditation of my life, <laughs> there's little moments, there's snippets, there's possibilities to connect to something nourishing. Yeah, just have to stop and smell the roses that are there. Yeah. Yeah, stop and open to that. And so, all of these are movements from narrow and rigid and limited to open, and curious, um, and limitless. Actually, yeah. And the fourth support, yeah. Rest and moderation. I love that. <laughs> How many times during your practice have you have you heard those words? Rest. Rest is a support for energy. Mm-hmm. And yet, it makes so much sense. Yeah. Makes so much sense. So, the one-liner for this, you know, one really helpful way to remember it um, is just knowing when to take the foot off the pedal. <laughs> yeah, just knowing when to take the foot off the pedal, and yeah, knowing, oh, realizing we're trying too hard, we're going too fast, we're losing contact with the experience. And can I just ease off a little bit and see what that does? So it's really connected to this balance that, we've been spe- that I've been speaking of. Yeah? Balance between too much striving or efforting and then um, you know balancing that with some easing back and relaxation. So finding that middle way. The image that was coming is, you know, holding, yeah, both holding where we're going to, what we're aspiring towards, holding, um, you know, staying in contact with the fruits of our practice, with our longing and our love for the practice, uh, but also at the same time being really fascinated in what's here, yeah, and really allowing ourselves to rest, also here, yeah, here into this. And the most useful um, example that was coming to mind is actually more from yoga practice than from meditation. I think through the body, I um, can really feel this this balance that I'm talking about. So if you've done yoga or anything similar, yeah, I think it's also similar with other mindful movement um, traditions like uh, Qigong Tai Chi. But anyway, even if you haven't done it, I'm going to explain it in a way that I'm sure will make sense so when we when we get into a yoga pose yeah we're not just pushing the body yeah we're also relaxing into the pose yeah my body just did it (laughs) you you can't see probably it's amazing I just say the word relax the body goes so we're both kind of you know in many yoga poses you breathe in and you kind of Feel that uprightness and the uplift in the body and then you breathe out and you relax. And then you stay in the posture and on the out-breath you relax and you just feel the body going deeper and deeper into that particular posture. And it's, it's amazing, you know, with things that really stretch your muscles. <laughs> you think, oh God, I can't take this for one more moment. This is really painful. Yeah? And then you remember to relax on the out-breath and body suddenly just flows deeper into that stretch. So it's not through the pushing, yeah, that the deepening happens. You kind of, you bring in the energy with the uprightness, with the stretching, and then you relax into that, and the deepening happens. It's quite amazing, yeah, to feel that. And it's the same in everything that we do. We just forget it. Yeah, because it's, it's counterintuitive. The aspect of relaxing into something and remembering to rest as part of how we apply ourselves. And so in our lives, in our practice, we can bring it in in many different ways. Yeah. Remembering to have periods of rest. Yeah. Whether it's our sleep at night, or just time in the day, when we rest. Remembering to have moments of rest, whatever you're doing, and definitely in the practice. And even more importantly, having an attitude of rest, of restfulness. And really important when we're trying to do something, having that attitude. It's not just gung-ho trying to get somewhere. So really remembering that I'm here and relaxing back into it, resting back into it. And I keep saying resting back because this is one of the things that can be really helpful for us. Resting into the back of the body. Resting awareness into the back of the body. Really support us with this um, fourth support of rest and moderation. Knowing how to just rest back and then it opens up the perspective again. Resting into our aspiration. Yes, our aspiration is something that kind of uplifts us and then we rest into it yeah, and we're more supported by it. We feel it more fully, we're more in contact with it. And also resting, <coughs> sorry, resting into the support for the body, yeah, in our sitting. So important, so helpful. Yeah, we did it at the beginning of the sitting. I do it, I think, almost every time I lead a meditation. Yeah, feeling that support. Yeah, feeling that support and resting into that. So this beautiful factor, this beautiful, s- important factor of virya, of energy, enthusiasm, yeah, capacity to apply ourselves, and then these supports for it. Yeah, a whole exploration um, for us, and a whole um, yeah, a whole range of possibilities of uh, remembering, yeah, remembering, remembering our aspiration, remembering the capacity to be steady, the power of continuity remembering joy and remembering rest so those are the reflections for today thank you for listening to learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.